What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Friday, February 8th, 2013. You guys are listening to episode number 98, just three episodes away from 100, and uh, I'll get into that after. But uh, I have a great show for you guys today, a ton of stuff to talk about. I'm sitting here in my home in New York looking out the window. It's late at night, and uh, I don't know where you people live or people in New York that are more south of where I'm at, but this storm is living up to the bill right now. Uh, Blizzard Nemo, it's a stupid fucking name, but this blizzard is definitely, you know, gaining some steam. They say, like, right in the next few hours from now, overnight, throughout the night, it's going to get, we're going to get, like, another 10 inches. We already have, like, five or six, so it's no joke. I went outside before to just see what was going on, clean off the cars, which made no sense because there's going to be another foot on the fucking car after I do it, but just went outside, kind of used it as an excuse to get some exercise, and it was no joke out there. So, you know, sometimes you're like, ah, bullshit, they're going to get it wrong. They didn't get this one wrong, not from where I live. Uh, I hope everybody is safe and all that shit, but I got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Hopefully you guys can listen to this. Uh, sooner than later, if you're on the East Coast, because you're not going to be doing much else, it doesn't look like at least. Um, Want to announce right away, my sponsor, of course, the Verzi Effect Podcast is sponsored by Butterfly Radio app. You could download the app on your iPhone for free. It allows you to contact um, your favorite podcasts and even leave an audio message up to five minutes on your phone to your favorite podcast, and um, you know you'll get a response. You can also... Register on ButterflyRadio.com, get your own podcast show, and it's a great, just a great system. So if you love podcasts, Butterfly Radio is for you. Check it out. And speaking of that, uh, right off the top, I want to thank everybody since I finally got the app on my phone because what I was doing before then was just announcing the people on the show. But I got it on my phone and I did get, um, I got a handful of messages and just people also telling me that they're downloading the app and they they love the app. So uh, thanks so much. And I want to shout these guys out. Uh, Cam from Chicago, you know, asking me about, uh, you know, talking about how cold it was out there and asking me when I'm going to be in Chicago. And um, unfortunately, dude, I'm not going to be in Chicago like I told you, but I will be in the surrounding areas. And I left him a, a, a personal message back and I appreciate it. Also, TJ from Australia uh, asked me a question, and I'll address it here the same way that I told him, but uh, it's a great question, and in case other people wanted to find out about it, uh, a lot of people, are, you know, want to know exactly how the process works or, you know, um, you know, the type of, you know, equipment. I've talked about it before, and also how I can sit here for 45 minutes to an hour and how I go about it, do I freestyle it, how I go about the, the show. So I'll tell you guys, and great question, and I also really appreciate the support, especially since you're in fucking Australia, which is so far away. That's awesome, dude, and I really do appreciate it. So here, here's here's basically how, how it works. Um, I don't have like a whole written out show. That's not, that's not what I do. Um, and as far as equipment, I do all this myself. I have my own sound system here, my own, um, you know, like I really like good sounding studio quality sounding mic that I hook up and I talk through that and you just make sure that the sound is good. As far as the actual show, I, I, I'll have like things that I'm going to talk about. So like I'll break down a, you know, 
I'll break down like, all right, somebody got fucking shot in the face in the street. Like, I got to talk about it. But then what happens is I'll just go and I'll riff. You know, I'll just go and I'll keep going and my thoughts go wherever. I mean, you guys who listen to the show know I could get to a crazy fucking place. That's, that's you know, what I do. But I'll just have a couple of things that I'm going to hit, something that bothered me. I'll do an unacceptable. There have been some times where I actually forgot about an unacceptable uh, and I realized it mid-show. And then I was thinking while I was going, oh, shit, like what happened this week that bothered me? But I can't let you guys know that because, uh, you know, but that's just honest. That's just, you know, how it goes. That's pretty much it. So you just, you know, um, but I do kind of want to hit some things. And there are definitely some bullet points that I want to hit for the week. But uh, for the most part, no, I'm not that prepared. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, and Harden, uh, Harden just basically said, uh, I forgot where Harden was from. But he basically just uh, said that he supports the show. And, you know, uh, Joe Rogan had mentioned uh, Bill Burr's podcast. So then he listened to Bill Burr's. And then Bill Burr mentioned mine. And he listened to mine. And I was mentioning uh, Jim Florentine. And that's that's really how it works. And, and I'm really excited that people are loving the podcast from comedians. Because I really do think it's better than radio. I've said that many times. You know, you guys can listen to your favorite comedians just bullshit and, and you know, when you got a guy's podcast comes out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you could just listen to that and fill your, you know, fill your iPods up with that shit if you don't want to listen to music. So, um, but I do appreciate the support and please keep the Butterfly Radio, um, you know, as soon as I got on there, I got I got some and I'm, I'm going to continue to do it. But please keep going to it and i love to get right back at you and, um, you know, give a reply and all that. Uh, also, somebody g- uh, answered, uh, gave me a question. Um, uh, Kerry, I believe it's Kerry Smith, I believe. Uh, but this dude, Kerry, who uh, I don't, I think he's a comedian. I don't know, or if he's just interested. But he asked a question, and I wanted to address it because I always tell my listeners, if you guys have anything that you want me to address that's like normal and not ridiculous, I love to, you know, I love to help you out and and talk about it on the show because that means you're interested and you want me to talk about something. Why the fuck wouldn't I do it? I do this shit for you guys. Uh, and his question was basically about the joke writing process, or more about what happens when a comedian does a joke. And then you find out somebody else is doing a similar joke or somebody else had the premise or idea before you and then you find out. Or if you have a joke and you have this premise and you've been touching on something on stage and then you hear that somebody else is also doing it. It's a great question and unfortunately it happens in comedy way too much. The reason is everything has been talked about. You know, all comedians talk about that. Everything's been talked about, you know, you you can't really reinvent the wheel. I mean, you can do some really kind of weird, wacky shit, but at the end of the day, when you get real and you get honest and you talk about your family or you talk about your life or you talk about your job or going to the doctor or your fucking car or traveling, it really has all been talked about. So what you really want to do when you write a joke is you want to make it as personal to you and real shit you went through so nobody can really take that. So... In other words, let's say you talk about traveling across country in the car. A lot of people have done that. A lot of people can talk about that. What you need to do and the best way to avoid any issues is talk about a crazy story that happened to you. You know, if you pulled over by the desert and you pulled your dick out and you started running around pissing everywhere and your friends were shooting paintball guns at you or something nutty like that. Um, I don't think anybody else is going to have that story. Like if somebody got on stage and was like, yeah, well, I actually pulled over in a desert, pulled my dick, I started pissing everywhere, my friend started shooting me with a paintball, then that, that, I, the chance that that happened is not going to happen. So 
<laughs> although it would be hilarious if you did this long story and someone's like, dude, I can't believe you said that because Jeff was actually on stage, you know, but no, um, it does happen. As a matter of fact, I'll give you a perfect example. It's been really cold in New York. It's been, you know, I mean, two weeks ago or a week ago, it got down to like 11 degrees at night, which I know if you're in Minnesota, you think I'm a pussy. And I mentioned that on stage the other night, but you know, to us, 11 degrees is cold. Listen, I don't give a fuck where you are. 11 degrees is cold. I mean, I know people who live in like Wisconsin and Minnesota. Like, ah, you pussies, we go 20 below. I get that, but that's because you live in a shitty part of the country. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm kidding. But almost not really. The problem is this. If you get on stage and you talk about how cold it is. So what happened was I got on stage and I talked about how cold it was. And um, I, I was on stage and I was talking about how... I said, it's so cold, but I love it because when it's this cold, it totally diffuses any potential conflicts. Like somebody bumps you at like 90 degrees, you know, you're like, oh, fuck you, dick. You know, watch where you're walking. You know, that's not cool. Excuse, you know, excuse me. You know, but when it's freezing, they, they bump you. You look at me like, ah, fuck it. I can't. It's too cold. That was the joke. And it got a really good laugh. So then my friend got on stage and she did something where I was watching her, and she said, "Oh, I got into a, you know, I got into something, but it was too cold to fight." And then I went up to her and I was like, "Oh, we have a similar joke." And then I found out that she's been doing that when it got cold for a while. Now the jokes are pretty, the jokes are a little different, but it's the same premise. For me, knowing she's my friend and knowing she's done it before for a while, uh, when it's cold out, just told me, you know what, I'm not gonna do it anymore. Even though I have my own thing with it, it's not even because it's not a joke that's really near and dear and true to my heart. It's a stupid icebreaker, but that happens. Um, listen, a lot of times you find out, oh, so and so took this joke, so and so took that joke. That's why, like I said, you know, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to stay. If I ever did a joke and somebody came up to me and was like, yo, so and so has a similar joke. Unless I find out that I know for a fact I did it first and maybe they got it from me, I really have a hard time doing that joke anymore. But that's just me. That's my fucked up OCD. I mean, I don't even, I've mentioned on the show before, I don't even take taglines from comedians. I won't do it. I was talking about that last night with a friend. I don't do that. You know, like, it, a tagline for you people who don't know what that means is like, if you have a joke and it's funny, but then somebody, a, a, another comedian or somebody goes, yeah, but you know what you should add to that? And people do that all the time. And they say, I'm crazy for not doing it. This fucking stupid, this stupid alarm that I have in my house is like faulty and it keeps going on. Hold on, everybody. I'm sorry. It's going to take me like four, five seconds. I'm sorry. Hold on. time that was son of a bitch i swear to god man i got this stupid ad adt alarm system years ago we never fucking use it the battery's always off i might as well have burglars coming in here the shit's beeping all night i don't know what the fuck is going on with these people okay the alarm system sucks unacceptable for the week that's it i got another one later but that shit's unacceptable for the week you pay money i pay 35 dollars a month which isn't a lot of money but then you got to pay like 200 dollars to get the fucking thing installed they put sensors on all the doors with these magnets the shit falls off 
It's ridiculous. I swear to God, I'm getting two fucking wolf-looking dogs to just sit in front of my house and protect my family. A bat and maybe a gun if that's going to fly. But I'm getting everything but this bullshit, you know. Some stupid, oh, you're protected by ADT. Yeah, little do you know, it's faulty. They call all the time. Hey, we got a problem. We got a problem with, um, you know, uh, we're seeing a sensor as long as everything all right. What's the code word? And I want to say, no, and everything's not all right. And the reason why we do have a problem is because you either installed this thing wrong or the thing is a piece of shit. Okay. Sorry about that. Back to the show. Um... What I was saying was, yeah, like I won't even take, I won't even take a, a line like that, you know, because I look at it like if I get a laugh, I want it to be my own thought. So that's the that's the the whole process, you know, that how I look at it. You know, jokes just keep it as close to your heart and real to your life, and nobody can really take it. Um, and and that's the way to go about it. I don't want any part of that. And I think the worst thing to do is to do that knowing that it's close to somebody's joke, or like yeah, it's kind of the same, but mine's kind of like I always worry about that. So great, uh, great question, Carrie. And you know anybody else that wants me to talk about something, go to my Facebook, go to um, you know t- uh, Twitter, ask me or whatever, email me, go to Butterfly, and um, I'd love to talk about it on the show. All right, and you know there there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about uh, today. I'll, I'll do the Super Bowl first. I'll get through that right now. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was a great game. It was obviously um, lopsided in the first half, and then it got much better in the second half. I think the blackout, without a doubt, everybody can agree, the blackout helped the 49ers. The 49ers came on too little, too late. Um, I, I got to admit this. I did. I haven't drank like other days, but that day I did drink some beers because I did an event at the Stand Comedy Club where we were sitting there watching it, and we did a little halftime show. We had the screen come down, and we were making fun of the halftime show live, interacting with the audience. They were giving, like, this unbelievable, like, we were, they were getting beers, we were getting wings, so I did drink. Got a little ugly towards the end of the night, but I got through it. Anyway, no big deal. Um, but I'm still, I'm doing good. I'm doing good to die. Don't fucking judge me. It was the Super Bowl, and people were handing me shit. What do you want me to do? Not really. I didn't have to order it making excuses, but you know what I'm saying, so, I got to admit, guys, and a lot of people are going to be like, oh, fuck that, Paul, you can't say that, um, the 49ers got fucked, okay, they did, the bottom line is the 49ers got fucked, they were on, what, the seven-yard line or whatever it was, they should have won the game, hands down, I don't care what anybody says, any other Sunday, that flag gets thrown, the dude held the guy, I watched it a million times. I watch football all the time, and I don't care. And to be honest, like I said, um, I, I didn't have much invested in it. I had a friendly bet that I lost. I lost I lost a bet to, to Bill Burr. I lost a bet, and I got to give that guy props. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. I lost a bet, uh, a $10 bet to my manager, and there was another guy that $10 bet. So, And then Bill was a little more money than that. Little stupid, little change, little chump change, drop in the bucket. No, I needed that 10 to be honest. Bill Burr texts me in the morning and he goes, dude, I'll take the, 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 the Ravens straight up. Now, here's the thing about Bill. Bill is very cautious about predictions, okay? Um, me and Bill talk sports all the time. And if you listen to his show and you listen to my show, we go about it differently. I throw out predictions. I talk shit. He kind of just says what he, you know, what he thinks you know, should happen. But, but this day... Super Bowl Sunday morning, he was like Ravens, and he was like really like gung-ho, like I think that's going to happen, and I was like, shit, 
Because usually, you know, when he does something like that, you know, he usually has his, you know, his T's crossed, his eyes dotted, whatever. So I'm like, all right, I still think the 49ers are the better, more talented team. I thought the 49ers were going to win. I got to be honest, when I started to watch the game, it just looked like when I saw, and, and I said this, I, I swear to God I said this, and if I have um, this comedian Dave Smith on, who's, who's a funny dude, he helped me with the halftime show, funny comic from New York, he, he, I, I said to him, during the pregame when they showed Kaepernick's face, I go, oh man, this kid, this kid is hiding in his absolute just shookness right now. He's all over the place mentally. You could see it. You could see it, and you knew it was going to be a slow start. And I said that right when I saw his face, I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit!" I started getting worried. Started getting worried about my money. Started getting worried about my prediction. You know what? What can you say? Joe Flacco, perfect. He was perfect. There was nothing you could say. I think that the dude. You know, I don't put him in there with the top quarterbacks in the league, but he's you know he's he's not in the bottom either. You know, I think he's like an above average quarterback who stepped up and plays really well in the playoffs and showed you that he can win a Super Bowl for you. So there, you got to give him the credit. However, the 49ers got fucked, okay? When it was 28-6, to 6, it looked like it was going to be a wrap. And then you're talking about being on the 7-yard line. They score a touchdown, and they got like no time. The game's going to be over pretty much unless something crazy happened. The, the kick return after, to start the half killed, absolutely killed the 49ers. I thought that that was a difference maker in the game. I don't have a problem with Flacco getting it because he played great, but it could have went to it could have went to that kid Jacoby Jones. I thought. I watched the play. I've watched football a lot, people. After five yards, the defensive back not only just held him, gripped his jersey and his waist and pulled him. Okay, and everyone's saying, "Well, he wouldn't have been able to catch the ball because the ball was long." I get that, but you don't know that because if he doesn't get pulled, what happens if he lays out with his tippy toes in the back and he makes some crazy catch the way Santonio Holmes did for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Arizona Cardinals a few years back? You just don't know. If the ball touches his fingertips, if he makes this unbelievable catch where everyone's like, oh, I thought it was out of bounds. How did he do it? We don't know that. I don't necessarily think it's safe to say that the ball was uncatchable. I think he could have got a hand on it, to be honest, when I watched it. I know it was far, but I think if he laid out, I think he would have at least had a chance for it. That's my thing. Now, listen, I'm not going to bitch and say it's the worst call in Super Bowl history. I get it. It's, it's, it's better for the officials to not throw the flag in this situation, but everybody knew if it was any other Sunday, that's a penalty. And, and I think, you know, I know 49er fans are going to agree with me. I know Raven fans aren't. And I know everybody else in the middle will say yes or no what I'm saying. And that's the beauty of it. But that's just what I think. Uh, do I care that my prediction was wrong? No, fuck that. I predicted the 49ers and the Ravens were going to go to the Super Bowl and the 49ers were going to win it. And they lost by three points. And I thought that they got fucked on a call. So I'm happy with my prediction. And I'm kind of happy that Baltimore won because, you know, Ray Rice and, you know, even the Ray Lewis thing. It was nice to see Ray Lewis not throw himself on the ground and be like, we did it together. We, this, was, we, this was in the plan. We did it together. Like, it was nice that he just kind of walked off happy and smiling. He saved all the dramatics to get to the Super Bowl. So that's what I'll say about that. Uh, it was a good game. Um, Beyonce at halftime, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's 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 silly. It really is. Like, it, it's, it's silly. I mean, I, I just think that if they're going to do, like, it's the Super Bowl, and I understand Beyonce is a big act, but come on. Like, let's get somebody that, like, everybody can get into. I don't know who would be. Like, I'm trying to think of the best, like, Super Bowl, like, acts for halftime, what they would be. 
I got to tell you, man, like, I never thought I was into, like, Prince, but Prince ripped it up, man. Who else ripped it up? I didn't like when Bruce Springsteen did it. He was jumping around at 60 years old. It looks like his knees were going to buckle. Or, you know, he looked like he's just his kneecap was just going to break right through his jeans and he was going to get on the ground. <laughs> just like neck veins and pain grabbing his, like, you know, just how great would that be if like an old act just came out and they were like cocky before it. They start doing that stupid like bopping around and then just a fucking ligament pops and they just go down and ambulance comes. Like there's got to be a backup, right? <laughs> there's got to be. You got to have a backup. They just, you know, they pay somebody a little bit of money, like a lower act, to be like, listen, if this shit gets ugly, like, you got to come out and do a set. But I, I just think, you know, I don't know. Like, little kids wouldn't understand, like, Beyonce jumping around and dancing around in leather. I get it. They want to appeal, but I just think it should be something. I don't know what the fuck it would be, though. That's what sucks. Like, people would say, okay, well, what's your idea? I don't, just not shitty music. I don't know. But that was the Super Bowl for me. I was eating delicious wings and drank way too much beer. And um, and what can I say? Three-point game. Listen to this shit. I had a friend who lost out on $8,000 because in his box he had nine and four. And he would have won $8,000. But the fact that Baltimore took the safety on purpose and fucked his thing. So he's sitting there excited thinking he's going to win eight grand. He told me, get ready for this. I'm not making this up. He told me he had a friend and his friend, his friend and his friend's father bought a $5,000 box, which had nine and four, and they would have won $200,000 for the final game. Everybody bought a box for five grand. And they would have won like 200 grand or some insane number like that. And because Baltimore took the safety. Now, I know there's a lot of people that made money because of that. But there's a lot of people that lost it. That's got to be. I mean, could you imagine that? I mean, first of all, you, you, you're in good shape if you could afford the five grand. You know, nobody's like, <laughs> no, nobody's like yeah, let me get, uh, I got 15K on me. Let me get three of them. Like, nobody's going to do that. But if you can, like, you know, the, the you know. The average working person is not going to pay $5,000 for a fucking Super Bowl pool. That would be insane. I mean, that's gangster. That's balling. But, you, you know, you buy, like I could understand. Like two, Someone's like, all right, 200 bucks, you're going to win a certain amount. You know, a few thousand dollars is cool. But, I mean, could you imagine losing 200? Could you imagine being a minute away from 200 grand and a team just saying, nah, we're not going to kick it. We'll take the thing and go through. That's just, that, that's got to be heartbreaking. I mean, even the eight grand's heartbreaking. But that that was you know that was the Super Bowl for me. I thought the 49ers got fucked. I thought that if that was Week Eight, the 49ers would have first and goal from you know from the what the 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 one yard line or whatever, and they would just punch it in. I didn't like the 49ers also not running Kaepernick in in that situation. I think you got a scary running game with Gore and him. I think you would at least take it a bootleg. I don't like how he was snapping the ball real quick and just throwing it to the corner. I thought their two point conversion thing. And for the love of God. You have Randy Moss. I know Randy Moss is not the Randy Moss he once was. I understand that. But the guy is six foot four. I think he still runs a 40 in like 4'4 four, four or 4'5. Four, and he's got an insane vertical leap. Can you one time on this team just 
try a home run with him, even if it turns into double coverage with the safety. Just see what happens. Even on a third and long where it's like a punt. All right, God forbid you throw an interception. It's like a punt. Just get down. Like if you're on the 30 or the 35-yard line, just have Kaepernick drop back and throw a fucking home run, a bomb. Just go for it once with Randy Moss on the field in a Super Bowl. It's the end of his career. He might make a play. I just don't understand why they don't why they didn't do that. They didn't even throw his way, I don't think, until the second half. I understand he's you know, I understand Crabtree was you know, Crabtree was playing good and all that. I get it. Should have touched I, I would have fucking been like, all right, dude, you know what? Let's turn back the clock a couple of these plays, man. You're going deep. Like when back in the day, just fucking run as fast as you can past the guy. I'm going to throw it up. You go up and get it and see what happens. That's what you have to do. You have to do shit like that in a big game. You can't, you know, so whatever. But uh, great game. And, you know, the, the great thing about these Super Bowls is, knock on wood, none of them have really been like huge blowouts lately. They've all been, they've all been good games. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you won some money. And... Um, I'm not going to do what ESPN did and make my prediction now. ESPN made a prediction. <laughs> ESPN talked about the Super Bowl and talked about next year already and who they think could go. I get they have to do that, but it's a little silly. It's like right when that 3 zeros hit and the game's over. Like, I'm telling you, the Broncos will be bad. <laughs> the Broncos. Um, all right. So that was, that was that. And I had another unacceptable for the week. And the other unacceptable was um, I went to the supermarket yesterday. And, of course, people act like it's the apocalypse. They're flooding up like people were ordering fucking 12 pounds of pastrami or whatever, whatever salami. This one guy was getting all these cheeses. He was being such a dick, too. I was standing behind this guy at the deli. And the guy at the deli's going, yeah, let me get... And I'm talking like people. This was last night before the storm. This was probably around 8 o'clock last night. And the supermarket by me was packed. Just people running out with fucking lettuce. Like the lettuce. And it's funny because I was going to get lettuce. And I didn't think people were going to get lettuce. You think, yeah, it's a storm. People are fat in this country. They're going to just load up on cheese and do all this stuff. And um, I get there. And everyone, lettuce aisles were empty. And you go to the deli and it's like, you know, the pick a number. And you just see these people. Like, I swear to God, like, like this is the last meat these people are ever going to eat. And it happens every time. And I've accepted it. I've accepted that people either don't know how to shop or, or just are last minute. Now, you could say, why was I there? I was there to get, like, two or three things, like I always am. I don't go there and fucking, ba- you know, pile stuff up. I just go there. I pick this up. I just wanted to get, like, you know what, ham, turkey, and cheese, something like that. This guy in front of me is like, yeah, let me get a uh, white American... Slice it thin, slice it thin. And he's watching the kid. And the kid slices. He goes, No, 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 thinner than that, thinner than that. And he's just watching him. So then the kid so then finally the kid, which I liked, he goes, Sir, the machine doesn't go any thinner. Like if I go any thinner, it's not gonna cut the cheese at all. And he goes, Alright, then it's fine. Like this guy was being a pain in the ass while these fucking people working were, were so busy. He's like, Alright, let me get um let me get some yellow. Let me get some white American. Let me get some Swiss. This guy was just loading up on cheese. And it just took forever. And I'm standing there. And now I'm not in a bad mood. You know, I'm going to go down to the city, which I did last night. Had a great time at the stand. Did the late show. It was awesome. Um, and 
I was in a good mood because I knew that I was going to get on stage and then come home and be able to be with my family during the snowstorm and not leave uh, today, which is Friday. And, and it was great. So now my patience starts to get a little, I'm like, oh, this is, this is fucking, all right, man. Just, and I just wanted to, and I, I caught myself shaking my head. I'm shaking my head there going, like the apocalypse is coming. Like the, and I'm just, I'm, I'm looking for somebody who's got the frustration and it's just all sheep just standing there fucking just waiting, just in, in line, like a slaughterhouse, just waiting to walk up and get shot in the head. And, I, and I'm looking around. And I know it's going to be a bad storm, but I don't want to deal with this shit. Like, I just realized how much people suck. Then this lady's cart goes into my leg. So now the meter of, like, getting upset. She, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she was, it was, it was just, like, knowing that she knew how much she sucked and she was sorry made me more angry. I almost wish she was dumb and didn't realize it. You know, almost like like a like a slow person. If a slow person does something like a little like silly, you're just like ah, whatever. But but she understood she sucked, and that made me more mad. If that makes any kind of sense. So I'm like, all right, you know what, dude? You're gonna go down to the city. You're gonna have a good time tonight. Don't worry about it. You're gonna the snow's coming. You'll be with your family. I'm just trying, trying to play the game in my head where things are gonna be all right. And then it happened, guys. I go to the movie box. I'm like, all right. I want to see some movies. I haven't been able to see some fucking movies. I'm going to see what new releases are on DVD. And I go to the machine. I tweeted this, by the way. If you guys saw the guy that I tweeted. I go to the... It's not a red box. It's another company, but same shit. And there's one guy there. So I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. This guy's going to take his movie, hopefully in like... Even if like three to four tops five minutes, I could wait here for five minutes if I'm going to get some movies. I was hoping I was going to get a couple of movies that I was looking for. And the guy's standing there. And four minutes goes by. I look at my watch. Five minutes goes by. I look at my watch. Seven minutes. This dude doesn't even look back once. He's taking his time. He's shuffling through movies. There's so many people here. You know, I get I get like nervous. I'm like being like intrusive or, or, or being selfish after a minute of me doing something. I'm looking over my shoulder. Go, I'm sorry. I'll be, I'm sorry. I'm just looking for, you know, you just have to acknowledge it. This fucking fat, wool hat wearing asshole is just going slow. He's lethargic. I didn't even see his face one time. And I tried to look at his face when he left just so I could place my anger and hatred to somebody. And I couldn't. He never he never did. All I saw was the back of his fat head and neck. And he had this wool hat over his head. And it was bothering the shit out of me. I think he had like ugly winter shoes on. Just hated everything about him. Hated, and the way his hands were moving the thing on the screen. I hated his hands. I hated everything about this guy. The back of his head was getting just like I just envisioned. I literally envisioned me screaming, hurry the fuck up. Or taking him by the back of his head and just shoving it into the fucking machine. And being like, can you pick one now? Do you see it better now? You fucking loser. I was envisioning that, but I didn't do it. So... I'm just watching him and he's taking forever and he's taking forever and he's taking forever. And then finally, I'm like, all right, is he going to put his credit card in? I started to get psyched. I took a picture of him. I tweeted it. I was angry. I sent it out. I, I was, I, I couldn't have been, now my patience, I, I, now I'm shaking my head and I'm like, if the guy looked back at me, I wouldn't have even done the nice guy thing, which I would normally do and go, ah, oh, dude, it's okay, man. I know storm's coming. Take your time. If he looked back at me and said something, I would have just kind of given like a, a very like, yeah, hurry up type of, I would have let him know just in my face that like, I'm not, 
you know, this this is not cool and you really do need to hurry up. You're right to look back because you got to get the fuck out of here. That's the look I would have given him. He never even gave me the chance to give him that look. But this is what got me really worse than all of that. When he finally was done, this dickhead walked away slow and didn't even look back once like he could give a shit. And it just and he walked away slow and it's hard to describe what I'm talking about but he just had this like really like lethargic shift to the right. And the way he did it and I'm looking at him and I'm watching him walk away and I'm going please just turn around so I could hate your face and know what you look like. And he never did. And then I go to the movie thing. I look. They don't have any of the movies I want available. And I was only there for one or two minutes. And then I walked away to go get some fruit. And then I left. That's how annoying. So I had an annoying block of just this this wasted time and this feeling that I had in the supermarket because of selfish, dumb people. The great part about it was I got on stage last night and the opening line to my set last night was... People are so fucking stupid. And it felt so good to just riff on it and get it off my chest and talk about it. And it was awesome. So, you know, that's all I could say about, you know, that was the unacceptable I wanted to do. Have some courtesy to just look at the person behind you and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm looking for this movie. Or, hey, man, I'm having problems with my car. Or, hey, man, I, 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 know, I know you got it. Like, just something. Just being fucking human being and nice. Like, that's all I ever, that's all you could ask for. So that's unacceptable. That fat, selfish prick. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if he was like a fireman and he saved babies out of fires and shit and he just didn't want to deal with anybody. He's like, you know something? Fuck you. I save babies from f- I save babies from fires, okay? I was catching babies like they were footballs out of a 19-story building the other day and I just want to watch a movie and I don't need to fucking look at you, asshole. That would be funny, but something told me that that wasn't the case with this guy. I would say by the back of this guy's head and neck and f- like lumpy, lethargic body, I would say he was either... Like in construction, but like not the guys that like do shit in construction, the guy that sits in a little fucking trailer house that they're in and is just a dick to people that like come in and ask questions or, you know, or he's like, I don't know, just like a, just like the cashier or the bartender at a bowling alley. Just a dick, man. Just a dick. Hoped his movies were scratched. I hope he was at a great part of the movie and it just scratched and it was from that fucking, it was from that machine. That would be perfect. So I got annoyed and, and I usually don't like to do that. I like to give people the benefit of that. Just be courteous. Unacceptable. Sorry, I know that was a long unacceptable, but I feel much better that I was able to get it out. And I hope you guys feel my, um, my frustration with it. Um... Tomorrow's going to suck because I got to drive down to the city and I'm excited to work tomorrow night. I'm doing um, some shows, but the cars are going to have so much snow on them. And we live in a town where they like to get tickets. My neighbor was cool enough to say, uh, Paul, we just got like some kind of, we just got some kind of email and everything saying that our town, the emergency is out. You got to be off the street and you have to get into this parking lot. And if you don't get into the parking lot, they give you a ticket, which is fucking bullshit. That, that storm that they had in October that nobody knew a storm was going to come in October last year and it came and everybody got everybody on the street got like $50 tickets and the only way to get out of them, they knew they were wrong. So the only way to get out of them was you, like they, you had to fight it or just take it on the chin and they know some people aren't going to fight it. So they just took that $50 and anybody who fought it got it dismissed. How much bullshit is that? 
And I'm not trying to sound like this anti-authority person. I understand people got to make money and do their job. But to do some shit like that is ridiculous, I think. It's just a shitty... I don't know, man. I'm big on like looking in the mirror of what you do. You got to you gotta just... Like if I was a cop, I would I'd probably get fired because I don't think I can I don't think I can make my quota if making my quota was knowing oh shit. I got like 19 hours to give out six tickets. I don't know if I could be that guy just making stuff up or and of course you could get somebody, but then you got to pull somebody over doing like 68 in a I knew somebody that told me they got pulled over doing 1 mile an hour over the limit. They got pulled over 1 mile an hour over the limit. And of course, it's the end of the month. That is bullshit. Fight that shit. I would fight it. Because, like, what? how can... That guy's not showing up to court. There's no way that that guy's going to look at a judge and go, Well, Your Honor, it was one mile. I don't know. He's doing that to fill a quota, and he doesn't think you're going to fight it. Fuck that guy. It's the worst. I get scared, man. And I, you know, I, I did something... I did something that I'm not proud of. I'm going to talk about it on the show. And um, it hurt me a lot. Uh, it was the first time that I really got down on myself. I got down on myself really hard, man. I, I really did. And um, it happened not too long ago. But, you know, sometimes there's certain things that I want to I wanna hold back. I want to hold back and not talk about. You know, I try to give as much as I can give. Um, to you guys, to be honest, but then obviously there's things, you know, there's certain things you're not, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to be, yeah, my wife got this insane lingerie, and let me tell you, she put this shit on, and it was a sh- like, I'm not going to, I would never, not that she did that, but, <laughs> but I, I talk about something that I did, I, I wasn't proud of it, I got, I got down on myself more than I could even let on on this show, I, it was really bad, guys, it really was, and uh, I'm saying this to anybody that might do this. Because um, it, it's it's ridiculous, but I'm not going to mention when it was. Um, you know, could have been yesterday, could have been a month ago, could have been two months ago. But it happened a while back, and and then it happened uh, not so far back, but you know, not yesterday or whatever. But uh, I had some drinks and I got in the car, and um, after I had some drinks. You know, and this isn't not this isn't why I've been trying not to drink for thirty days or anything. I'm trying not to drink for thirty days just because of weight and stuff. And I want to make very clear, and, I, and I've said it. And 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 if you're out there, no, no, he's in denial. No, I'm not an alcoholic, and I don't have a problem. I just I'm in a business that can, and, and that's something I want to talk about in the show uh, today. Though this is going to take up a lot of the rest, a lot of the rest, you know, just the rest of this episode is going to be talked about about this. But I want you guys to listen to me for real and and really, really listen to what I'm saying because um, it, it's scary what happens and it happens to all of us. And I was talking to some people about it and, and they said some shit that really made me go, like, I can't, I can't believe that. Um, I had some drinks and I got in the car and I drove. Now, in my mind, I was okay. I have um, I've done that before where I pace my time and I'm like, okay, um, you know, I'm in my early 30s when I was 21 years old. Um, like a lot of my friends in that area, uh, I got a DUI because we were all at this bar and I lived like right across the street and I had a couple of drinks and I, I ended up driving instead of walking. 
and my friend that night also got one. The basically these cops just hung out at this bar, and if you had anything on your breath, you got fucked. And I did, and I was 21 years old. It's not on my record now. It happened uh, over 10 years ago, and I've never done anything since then. But and, and I wait, and I had to take the class. And when you take the class, they tell you that your liver can process a drink um, every hour. So in other words, you know, if you have two drinks, you have to. Like if you take two shots in a row, you have to you can't leave for two hours, you know, and you should drink water and all that shit. But so I always did that, and I always would get in the car fine. And um, something happened where I can honestly say that I I wasn't I wasn't in a position. I did not wait enough time, and I did have water, and I did wait, but I didn't wait enough time. And I got in the car in a condition that I just shouldn't have been in. Period. Period. It's unacceptable. It's it's it it's something that um, you know that should be unacceptable for the week. That that's actually unacceptable for my whole fucking show. Okay, is that you you think you're good and you got to get home. You know you got to get. I got to come home, man. I got kids, and I'm in this fucking business that can suck you in, man. It can suck you in. It can suck anybody in, and I got a family. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, man. Like most of you people listening to this, you know, you got shit to lose in this world. You got shit to lose, man. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like, what am I doing? And the thing about me is if I, you know, have have some, some drinks and, and I wait, even when I wait and I know that I'm fine and I know that legally I wouldn't blow any kind of number into the breathalyzer and all that shit, um... I drive very slow and very cautious. Like, I'm not like, oh, I'm good, so I'm going to do normally. My normal, like, my friends make fun of me because I drive like an old, I like old man sedans. I like to cruise and chill. I'm not going anywhere. Now I got this fast fucking car that I got almost like 300 horses in my car, so when I step on the shit, it just fucking goes, and that's a pleasure to have. You know, do yourself a favor. If you've been in a, if you've been in a four-cylinder, bump up to a six. You're never going back. Never. Like, you just step on the gas, and you're fucking out, and it's awesome. So, I just, I, I got home and I, I made it, thank God, and I just remember I woke up and I just had this, like, thing where I'm like, what the fuck did you do that for? I felt awful. I, I called myself out on it, I, and I said, you know something, like, you could kill yourself, you could kill somebody else, and then that's it, man. It's a fucking rap. Dude, it's a fucking rap. I mean, there have been people, it happens all over this country, that are like you sitting there listening to this fucking podcast right now, you know. Um, um, and 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 they, you know, they they think they're fine. They have a great night, and then the next thing you know, they wake up in a hospital and they found out, you know, yeah, the dude in the other hospital room fucking died because of you, and it's over, man. And you're fucking. You want to talk about guilt and feeling bad? Now listen, I wasn't doing nothing crazy on the road. I wasn't speeding. I was probably going slow and being too cautious, but still, it's unacceptable and I'm not going to make an excuse for it. And it fucking it it fucking bothers me to this day knowing that my stupid ass was able to even fucking be like, oh, "I'm good. I'm good." So, um you know, I was, you know, not drinking not because of this. So, uh, and and I and I'm I'm really big on you know saying that again. I'm not I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to lie here or you know I'm, I'm not never gonna be that. 
Like, I would sit here on my podcast and I would tell everybody listening to this, I'd be like, look, man, I got a drinking problem. I got to stop. I don't give a fuck. Like, no one's going to judge me. I'm the one saying it, you know, and I'm man enough to understand it. But anybody out there listening to this shit, man, you don't fuck with that. I don't give a shit what you do for a living. I don't care whether you, like, just don't, man. Like, it's, I'm not trying to be some fucking drunk driving, like, commercial and shit, but it, it really fucked with me bad. And it made me realize how fucking stupid people are. And it made me realize that, yeah, people that have lost people because of this shit, it's, it's, it's the worst fucking thing. So, you know, I hope, I hope that I was able to touch you guys through listening to all these episodes of my show. And, and if you do do this stupid shit, just to be like, man, maybe I need to think about it. Even if I could get somebody to think about it. But I did that, and it really was like, man, no more. No fucking more. I don't give a shit. Now, on the comedy side of this, here's what happens to people. And what you have to be able to do is you have to make getting sucked into it, doing it with just being able to talk, have a water, have something else. I'm not going to mention names, but many comedians in this business told me, dude, this business, when you're working a lot and you're in clubs, everybody wants to give you a drink. Everybody wants to party with you. Everybody's like, oh, dude, you killed that show. Get over here, man. Let me buy you a beer. Let me buy you a beer. A lot of times, here's another thing that can suck you in. When people you haven't seen for a long time show up to shows. Oh, man. What's going on, kid? I haven't seen you since college. Dude, that was hilarious, man. Here, let me get him a shot. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? How easy is that? Just like that. And you're in a good mood because you haven't seen this dude since, or, or this dude or this woman since college. And now they're seeing you living your dream, doing what you love to do, growing in your profession. And they left their profession to get released from you. Of course, everybody wants to have a drink. But what happens is then you have a drink over there. Then a comedian and you start talking about, oh, man, this joke and that joke. Oh, you see so-and-so set. Yeah, man, what about this? I like what you did there. And all of a sudden, hey, man, you, you leaving or you want a drink? It could suck you in. So... I don't mean to like shut out people who aren't comedians right now, but any comedians listening to this, man, listen to me because I learned it and I'm, I'm, I'm learning it now. As you move forward in this, in the business that you're in, know two things. Number one, if you're funny and you're doing well and you drink a lot, the next dude not doing that is going further than you, period. Because the next dude, like you could blow up and do good things, but that next dude is staying clean, he's staying, his mind is staying, uh, you know, not as cloudy, they're writing and they keep going, and they're going to run past you because they're not fucking clouded, they're not hung over all the time. I'm telling you right now, you could talk to funny comedians who drink, but I promise you, if you talk to the best ones, they A, don't drink when they're working, which I never do either, I only would drink after a show. Or they're really like, watch, they watch it. You got to watch after a show because it will suck you the fuck in. And being down in the city as much as I am and driving into Manhattan, you know, four or five nights a week doing a bunch of shows, I've seen it. And like, I've walked into a comedy club and be like, I'm only staying here and I'm doing my set. And just conversations keep you there. The other night, my wife texted me. She goes, is, is, you know, how was your set? Is the show over? I said, yeah, the show's over. I'm leaving now. I left an hour and a half after I said that because I ran into this one. 
you know, then my manager walked in, wanted to talk to me. It's so easy to just sit, eat and drink and do it. And I saw how it can suck you in and fuck it. And I'm telling you, not me, dude. It's not going to be me. Fuck that. I'll have a drink when a, I know that, you know, I'm with, I'm only drinking now with the people that I know that I can trust. I'm only drinking now with somebody that's going to be like, we got a ride and that's it. And I'm really trying not to drink because I don't want to be a fat fuck anymore. Um, not that I'm fat, but like I have, I always have like 10 pounds to lose and then I lose five and I put it back on and like, I'm not doing it this time. So that's, that's one thing that I really wanted to, to say because, um, and I think maybe the guilt or why I was so upset with myself the next day was maybe more because I have kids. And I don't mean that in a selfish way, like if I hurt anybody else, because I know it's awful either way. But like, you know, it's just too much to lose and it's silly. And um, I know people listening to this have done it. You know, I know some people haven't. And I'm hoping that somebody listening to this didn't didn't ever have a bad situation with it. But I'm, I'm sure maybe that that's the case. So... I don't want to fucking bring the show down with this shit, but, you know, sometimes I have to, you know, just talk and, and be real and honest. And, you know, one thing that's not talked about, everything is talked about in comedy except shit like this. It's always about jokes. It's always about, oh, so how do you guys, you know, how do you come up with jokes? How do you write? What's never really talked about is the shit that, like, you know, the that that's offered to you. I mean, I've talked about how women will come up to you and just, you know, Women that would never want to fuck you in a million years now do because you're funny and stuff. But that goes with anything that you're doing that's in the public eye or that's, you know, show business or whatever. But what they what they don't talk about is like, yeah, you want you don't want to just sit there and drink. But like sometimes it, it's tough. It's fucking tough, man. Johnny Walker's delicious. Oh, my God. Johnny Walker Black is fucking delicious. Couple of rocks in there. Ugh. And you're sipping it. You're thinking, oh, I'm just sipping it. Like, oh, you know what? Give me another one. Give me another one. And then you wait and you wait. And it's like, when is enough time to wait to get in the car? And don't get me wrong. I wasn't in the car, like, you know, puking. In the, I mean, nothing like that. But it's still, it's just stupid. So that's my, that's my, I'm done. I'm done. And it's going to feel real good for any, you know, anybody to, you know, you do a great show. It's going to feel real good. It's going to be really hard to not. Ah, fuck it, I'll have one. And you can have one if you're strong enough to have one and you tell people. And that's, you know, that's one thing that, you know, I'm one of those guys where, like, I just, like, if I'm having a good time, I, like, there's not enough hours in the night. You ever do that shit? You ever party so much and you just, like, you can't accept the fact that it's almost over? (laughs) You're like, what are you talking about, man? It's only 5.30. We're going to drink for three more hours and then go to the diner. Let's party. We got three more hours. It's just, meanwhile, you should have been in bed, even with drinking at like one thirty or 2. And, you know, I just think that that's a part of the business that can really suck you in. And I've seen it, and I've talked to people about it. Don't let it be you, man. And really don't get in the car after having drinks. Think you're all right. You know those people, those stupid mother, like, I'm fine. Don't fucking tell me I'm fine. It's, you know. It's, it's it's just dumb. Fucking pe- like I like how some people just think that like because it's them they can like not they're like no you don't know me you don't know me trust me like they're not a human being with blood in their in their veins 
they're just like, there's no, I've been doing this for years. And, it, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, so you've been basically putting your life and other people's life in danger for years, you stupid fuck. And I hope I hope none of you guys are like guilty now. I know there's a couple of listeners right now like fuck man, why do I'm drunk right now driving listening to this. <laughs> if you're drunk in a car right now listening to this, man, you should feel like an asshole. <laughs> you should feel like a fucking just pull over and cry. Um I heard a really fucked up story once where um a guy, I guess that that some guy killed a guy in a car, and part of his judgment, the court said that he had to pay the family a dollar a week every week for for life or whatever until it paid it back. And he was like, "I just, I'll give you a lump sum. I can't do it because it just was fucking with him that it reminded him of what he did every every time. That's kind of fucking cruel, though. You know, like I get it, I understand it, but like. If I was that guy, like, I'd get defiant after, like, 15 years. I'd be like, all right, I know. I fucking killed somebody, man. I get it. You know? Just throw the dollar at him. Be like, here, here. You guys want to fucking torture me? And and I know that they deserve it. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's justice, but it's it's really fucking brutal. Especially somebody that's just dying inside and, and wants forgiveness. And, uh, it's fucking awful. But moving on to the funniest the Versi Effect podcast show. Episode number 98. I want a Johnny. Uh, I want a Johnny Black. I'm not driving anywhere. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny. Here's my drinks, by the way. Uh, Johnny Black with a little rocks. Love it. Also, I had um, I had this Alibi bourbon. I think it's whatever. It's got like a smoky thing. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Um, Jameson is almost too smooth. I used to drink Jameson, but Jameson doesn't have a bite. Jameson's a great uh, a great one to start drinking when you just get into like scotches and whiskeys and bourbons. Jameson's a good one just because it's smooth so it won't like give you the bite. But once you like graduate from it, you need a little bite. Johnny did that. Black. Johnny did that. I'm talking like, uh, yeah, Johnny, you know Johnny down the street? Yeah. Um, but what the hell? I was just going to get into something here. And I forgot what the hell I was going to go into. My wife's yelling at me to be quiet because it's getting late. I'm sitting here pouring my heart out about feeling guilty about getting behind the wheel after drinking. And she's like, shh. My wife just texted me S-S-S-S-H-H-H-H. And then I think she hit J-J by mistake. <laughs> um... All right, so we got some we got some plugs here. We got some plugs here for the next for the next little bit. I got a lot of stuff going on, guys, and I got to thank you for all the support. And I got to thank you for everything because um, once again, don't want to sound like a broken record, but the Versi Effect podcast, not gonna lie to you guys, is doing pretty fucking good. The numbers are, I mean, I'm getting I'm getting stuff all the time, and you guys are passing it on, and you guys are, you know, going to iTunes and giving more stuff and, and the Butterfly Radio and stuff, so that's all I could ask for. And people keep asking me, what are you going to do for episode 100? Now, I had some ideas. I was going to do something, but I also don't want to force it. I was going to do something really crazy, but I was like, that could be too much. Like, I don't know if the listeners are going to... I don't know if the listeners are going to like like that. Then I'm just thinking, should I just 
do a really long one with a bunch of guests. Then I'm like, um, you know something, this is what I'm going to do. I just figured it out. I just figured out what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave it to you guys. So here's what I'm going to do. I want 10 of you people from now until episode 100, which is basically, what are we looking at? When is episode 100 going to be? Hold on, I'm looking at the calendar here. Today is the, well, it just turned into the 9th because I'm doing this in the middle of the night here during this snowstorm. But I'll tell you guys, it's, today is the 9th. Okay, so Friday was the 8th. So 99 will be around the 15th when I'm in Syracuse. And then the 22nd, I'm home. So... Here's what I'm going to do. I want 10 of you people, or however, if I don't get 10, if I get 8, or if I get 5, why don't you guys give me suggestions on what you think I should do for 100, but keep them, com- keep them coming early because I can't do it the day before if it requires me to, to do something or have a guest or do whatever. So here's what I want you to do. Go to my Facebook and let me know. Go to my Twitter let me know. Go to Butterfly Radio. Let me know what you think I should do for my 100th episode. Uh, Think of all the favorite shit that I've done over the course of however long you've been listening to this, whether it's unacceptable for the week or whether it's the sports or the movies and all that. No, I didn't see a movie again. I'm sorry. I'm not going to bring it up till I see one anymore because I'm not, I just, I haven't been there. Although I did get um, Adam Sandler's movie, That's My Boy. I saw it on TV and I thought it was going to be a piece of shit and it kind of was at the same time. I found myself laughing out loud a lot. So worth seeing if you're sitting in a snowstorm doing nothing. It was funny. Certain parts were. I thought Sandler was really funny with the Boston accent and just being a fuck up who drinks. It was, it was actually pretty funny. Sorry for anybody who puked after they saw it. Let me know what you want me to do. If you have a suggestion on a guest, obviously you got to let me know early. Because if three to five of you say the same thing, then I'm going to try to get that done. Or even suggest Paul. We like it when you're alone. Just do a long one and talk about this, this, and this. Whatever I get the most, it's on you guys. You guys will dictate the Verzi Effect podcast show 100th episode. I can't believe I've been doing this this long. We're we're going on. I mean, this is over two years now. I'm like two and a half years maybe doing this shit, right? 100. But there was a couple, a couple of missed weeks. I recommend a book. I got a book. I want to recommend this book. But if you guys are into sports, you have to check out the Larry Bird and Magic Johnson book, When the Game Was Ours. Read the first pa- read the first chapter and it's over. You're just you're in. I've been reading that. I'm not trying to be Oprah here, but I just you know I was reading it and I'm reading it now, and you should definitely check it out. It's hard to, for me to not read anything in sports. I just, I you know, I just don't give a fuck about rocks and shit. Like, I don't care about fucking, I don't care about space. Did you know that in space you could, like, no. All I care, I, I know this fucking, you know, I know where the planets, I know the planet. I mean, I know what the planets are. Some planets are freezing, some planets are hot. Like, I don't give a fuck. Some asshole went up there, like, stay the fuck home, dude. What are you doing? Like, you're flying away from your family out of the atmosphere for what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking what? To be like, yeah, I've, I went up there and came back, and your kid's going to be like, yeah, and you missed my fucking Little League, dick. Like, why are you flying away? Stay here. I could understand a performer. A performer, you're talking to people. Like, you're 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 singing to people. You're making people laugh. Like, you just go up there alone and come back and say you did it. It's fuck. If you actually think about space travel, it's fucking stupid. 
it's fucking ridiculous. In T minus five, they're up, they're up, and then a bunch of fucking strangers clap. A bunch of strangers are sitting there in Florida looking up at a fireball going up into space, and you come back, you're a fucking idiot. Because, like, what is that? Like, you can't eat. I, I don't know. Like, am I a dick for saying that? I don't think so. I just I just feel like like fly, being a pilot and flying because you're flying a group of people to somewhere and, like, you're in control of their life and it's got to be safe. Like, that's cool. I get that. Flying a mission... Flying a mission in military, like let's say you had to fly like a stealth bomber and you had to just fucking drop bombs on Afghanistan like hardcore, like back and forth for like all night or whatever. You're just doing some under the radar shit. That's like to help the country. So you're leaving something behind. Like people, yeah, well, that, that was the guy that, that was the guy that did that. If you go to the moon and there's nothing fucking there and you're just standing there, I would just land and go, all right, well, the fuck am I going to do now? Let me go home. This was a waste of time and fear. Shitting your pants, throwing you in the water, spinning you around like a moron, you're puking, and then all of a sudden they send you up and you step on it, you look at Earth, and you're like, something's not right here. I should be there, and I'm standing here. There's nobody here but this other asshole in a big fucking winter coat with a helmet on, looking at me, going, Yeah, we did it. And what? Like, there's nothing up there. What are they going to do? It's not like they're digging up there and they come back with fucking gold bars and they have money or, or they're able to do... It's not helping us at all. It's not doing anything. It's just some fucking asshole floating around with his other buddy going, we, we, we're fucking here. You know, we, we we did it. It's stupid. I don't even know how I got on this topic, but I, I just... <laughs> I, you know, I just find it silly Space, oh, about reading books, yeah. And I know some of you people that are into, you know, the the stars and all, you know, and all kinds of, you know, shit like that. Like, if we were going to space because we knew some aliens were going to attack us, like, if I found that shit out, like, if Armstrong went up there and he had, like, a space version Gatling gun and he was just fucking lacing, like, like there was just a, there was, like, a ship coming down towards us and there was aliens on the ship and Armstrong and his boys were up there and it was some, like, old western gangster shootout up there and just blowing them away and we never knew it and then they just showed us a picture of this asshole standing on this thing floating around and putting the american flag there and like to protect us or make us like know that you know we're okay i I, that would be awesome because then his kids would know that but i really don't think that that amazing story i just came up with happened i don't think that there was like aliens on their way here i think it's a i think i think it's almost like a like just a self-stroking thing we walked on the moon I mean, I get it. It's cool. So maybe, all right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take this back. Maybe the first guy to do it is cool. Because then, you know, you could, like, that's a great camping trip story. To be like, yeah, you see that big white thing in the sky? I walked on it. That's cool. I was the first guy to have the the balls to just leave our planet and go up on another, and go stand on something like that. And that, that, that I get. But I'm talking about the people that just keep going. How many books have there been about it? The book should be like three pages, like training, getting on the shuttle, going up, freaking out, landing on it, looking around and coming back. So that's why I read about sports. Sorry if that was long winded.
but I was amusing myself with that story. <laughs> that story was fucking deep and weird at the same time. That just gave me a screenplay idea. How sick would that be if if anybody thinks about that as a screenplay, you better include me because I'll have this fuck. I will I will play this podcast at the court hearing. If like anything about a guy going up there knowing that like their ship's coming down and they really went up there without telling the American people that they were up there to blow shit up, that's my shit. But that would be really cool, wouldn't it? How sick would that be? In a movie where it's like, yeah, we're just going to go up there. We want to beat the Russians or we just want to go up there. But it was a collaboration of Americans and Russians. And uh, did, did the Asians go up there? Like, I think the, I know the Asians want to send, uh, the Asians are going to send, I think, a monkey or a man to Mars. And I think it takes like nine months to get to Mars. Fuck that. takes nine months to get to Mars. It's an 18-month just itinerary. And then you get there and you're standing there and you just hope you see a plant that's alive to report on it. You come back. Like, aren't the cameras that they're sending up there doing the fucking trick? You're going to send some asshole or some monkey? I'd be pissed off if I was a monkey, man. But they're going to do it. They're going to send somebody. They're going to send something to Mars to look around and report shit. But that would be awesome if if there was just a battle up there and we didn't know just to protect us. That'd be the shit. That'd be a good movie. What would you call that movie? Let's come up with some titles. Um, and just so you guys know, I did not have this written down. This is a late night, tired, it's snowing outside. I probably lost half of you guys with the drunk driving spiel. But... I really think that that would be the shit. I'm trying to come up with a name for it. Oh, how about... No, that's stupid. I almost just said Space Invaders, but I think that's because <laughs> of the video game. Um, I don't know. They did a movie, Space Cowboys, didn't they? I know they did something where... But I, I'm, I'm talking about shit goes down in the moon where it's almost like a war... It's not like, because they did that one movie where like it went up and then like something was killing them, but you didn't know what it was. I mean like landing and literally seeing an army of dudes coming at you, even on the moon. Moonwalkers, I think that was a name of a movie once. No, that's stupid. Um, War on the Moon, Moon Wars. Um, <laughs> some silly ones, money mooners. We were doing, by the way, I don't know if you guys got involved in that Twitter thing, but that shit was really fun. I never get like do the trends or what's going on, but everybody was doing that um, lesser films tweeting back and forth where you just say a funny word. You say a funny word in between the, the name of a movie just to fucking make the movie silly. I'm going to read you guys some of these now. I'm going to read you some of these now, and you guys got to tell me. I was laughing really fucking hard. We all were sitting there, and we were just making fun of movies. So it was the lesser movie thing. Here we go. Let's see. 
Come on, where are they? Keep going. Okay, yeah, here was a couple of them. All right. Uh, <laughs> someone had some funny ones. Mark Marin had one that made me laugh. His was Butch Cassidy and some kid. Uh, someone, <laughs> Jesse Mapelusa put, no cunts for old men. Um, I had uh, I had some funny ones, man. What did I have? I had um, <laughs> end of swatch, seven psychologists, pooper, despicable her, spider baby, great fellas, <laughs> big trouble in little Italy, Beverly Hills crop. <laughs> Hot fudge, uh, ghost butlers. So, somebody put the hills have lazy eyes. Somebody had Jurassic fart, <laughs> Willy Wonka <laughs> and the Child Factory. Uh, shakes on a plane. Someone had I had the frog instead of the fog. I had the legend of Bagger's pants. <laughs> And we were just, I was up all night, man, sitting at this thing. Somebody put Paranormal Activia. I put Cabin in the City. Uh, full Metal Racket. Forest's Hump. <laughs> anyway, we were up just doing stupid shit like that. So that's why I got off on the damn fucking name of the moon. Moon Wars. Moon Wars is good. I like Moon Wars. I think that that's what the name would be. All right, guys, I'm an hour eight in, and I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely starting to get delirious. I'm starting to, to uh, I don't want to not give you guys my best. I think my brain is fried from coming up with some space thing. So let me get to the plugs. This week, um, I will be performing. I'm going to post this now. I will be performing technically tonight, but tomorrow, Saturday night, on the 8 o'clock and the 10 o'clock show at The Stand in New York City. I will then, Sunday, I will be performing on Hannibal Burris's show at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn, New York at 9 o'clock. It's a great show. It's always packed out. I'll be there Sunday. Next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I will be performing at Wise Guys Comedy Club in Syracuse, New York. It's basically my first road trip of the year. Definitely come out. Check that out, and I will, you know, please, for all these shows, um, check paulverzi.com, and you can see where I'll be. I did just get added to dates with Bill Burr. I will be opening for Bill Burr in Minnesota, Atlanta, Indiana, Kansas City, Dallas, Austin, and possibly Alabama. So um, it's going to be a blast working with Bill. Bill is truly Truly, arguably the best comedian in the country. He's one of the. He's fucking amazing, and um, I I am such a better comedian because of that guy. Just watching how somebody is so honest and and just just great. So the shows are always great. We have a blast, and uh, with Bill, I could drink because Bill will definitely watch. Bill will watch me and go. All right, yeah, you're done. So it should be a good time. But check all those dates. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed giving it to you. It's episode 98. And um, yeah, man, don't don't drink and drive. Um, but I gave you some other good advice. I gave you a book to read. I shouted you guys out who fucking said what you wanted to say to me. 
And um, that's pretty much it. And going to space is silly. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all I got. Hour and going on 11 minutes right now. This has been the Verzi Effect podcast show. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Let me know what you want me to do for episode 100 and I will do it. Okay, but I got to get more. I don't want anything crazy. You know, you go to the top of a building and throw shit at people and talk about what's happening down on the bottom when you guys are like, I'm not, you know what I mean. Okay, guys, that's it. Thank you until episode number 99. I think that was Warren Sapp's number. 99 is next week. I will be doing it from my hotel in Syracuse. Talk to you guys later.